VCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the Internet at vcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk. And thank you for joining us on this Friday News Roundup broadcast on uh, Crosstalk coming your way from the VCY American Network. There is so much that is going on. Certainly, we're going to uh, take a look at some of the matters going on in Israel at this time. But also, there's many, many other things that are happening. For instance, did you know that Target... Target is now having a gay pride-themed Christmas merchandise, Christmas decor that they're selling. We'll have that and much more today on the broadcast. We trust that you'll stay tuned. First of all, we do want to uh, begin with the news uh, from Israel. Uh, from HotAir.com, in a brief televised statement before the start of Shabbat, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu says he has told visiting U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken that he rejects any temporary halt to the fight against Hamas that does not include the release of our hostages. He also says Israel will not enable the entry of fuel to Gaza. He begins by promising that victory will be sharp and clear and will resonate for generations. He says Israel's enemies aim to destroy the country and will fail. We won't stop until victory, he says, specifying that the means to destroy Hamas and attain the return of the hostages and the restoration of security for our citizens and children. He didn't even bother to wait until Blinken left to make his public announcement opposing the demand. In fact, Netanyahu didn't wait for Jack Lew to settle into his office as Biden's newly confirmed ambassador to Israel uh, just took place as well. From uh, I-24 News out of Israel, the Israeli Defense Forces have released an intercepted call that sheds light on how Hamas is stealing fuel from hospitals in Gaza. This is one of the reasons why Benjamin Netanyahu does not want to release fuel, a revelation that underscores the group's exploitation of humanitarian resources in the region. The conversation included a commander from Hamas, a Gazan resident, and the director of the Indonesian hospital intercepted by the Israeli military intelligence. In the intercepted phone call, the Hamas commander repeatedly hints at the group taking fuel from the hospital stocks, justifying it by stating that they are working as a government for the sake of the country. From Fox News Digital, the IDF said Friday morning that its troops killed a Hamas commander in an overnight airstrike in Gaza. Their fighter jets, uh, IDF fighter jets infrastructure killed Mustafa Dalal, the commander of the Sebra Telahawa Battalion, among other Hamas uh, terrorists, the IDF said. Uh, we also have from Fox News, the Israeli Defense Forces reporting that the destruction of an underground passage network used by Hamas militants, uh, IDF troops uncovered tunnel shafts, rigged them with explosives, and neutralized Hamas's terrorist tunnels during special operations inside Gaza. According to those who closely track the Iranian-backed terror group, as well as admission by their own leaders, Hamas has built approximately 300 miles of subterranean systems that snakes beneath civilian homes, schools, hospitals, and also in urban areas in the Gaza. Uh, from Jihad Watch, New York Times has been publishing maps of Gaza based on satellite imagery that provides information on IDF positions in the northern part of the Strip, including the location of large numbers of tanks and armored vehicles. They are now making their way to encircle Gaza City, and that information Hamas did not possess, but now it does, thanks to the New York Times. Hamas is no longer idless in the Gaza. The Daily Caller reporting that the House of Representatives passed a bill yesterday that would send military aid to Israel during its conflict with Hamas, which will be funded by cuts to funding for the IRS. The Israel Security Supplemental Appropriations Act of 2024 would provide funds to the Department of Defense to replace equipment provided to Israel as military aid, fund research for new air defense systems that are being developed by Israel, such as the Iron Beam Aerial Laser Program, and fund the Department of State's programs to evacuate U.S. citizens from the region, as well as to protest U.S. diplomatic missions under the new threats due to the conflict. The bill passed on a vote of 226 to 196, with most Democrats voting against the bill. The Daily Caller is reporting that uh, John Kirby, the White House national security spokesman, said President Joe Biden would veto this Republican standalone Israel funding bill. 
House Republicans put forth the $14.3 billion in aid for Israel and cuts to the IRS. That was a key element, though, of Biden's 2022 Inflation Reduction Act, uh, so-called. Biden requested that Congress approve nearly $106 billion aid package in October that coupled uh, more than $61 billion to Ukraine, $14.3 billion to Israel, and $13.6 billion to the nation's border crisis, with $1.4 billion of the funds going to state and local governments struggling to handle the influx of migrants. Now, whose fault is that, ladies and gentlemen? From townhall.com, the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Northern District of New York announced in the press release Tuesday night that Patrick Day, a junior at Cornell University, arrested on a federal criminal complaint charging him with posting threats to kill or injure another using interstate communications. The uh, press release has some of the disturbing actions taking place. Uh, they uh, they complained that uh, he was giving threatening message and online discussions, co- post calling for the death of Jews, shooting up uh, 104 West, which was the uh, kosher dining hall. Uh, also, another post threatened to stab and slit the throat of any Jewish male that he sees on campus, raping and throwing off a cliff any Jewish females, beheading Jewish babel, uh, babies. The uh, Department of Justice has now named this student for making these threats against Jewish students at Cornell. And uh, from Campus Reform, Youngstown State University students recently formed a new chapter of the leftist Students for Justice in Palestine in the wake of the deadly Hamas terror attacks in Israel. The group has painted the campus spirit rock with uh, pro-Palestinian messages. From Fox News, more than 20 Democrats and one Republican voted against a Thursday House resolution to condemn anti-Semitism on college campuses. House Resolution 798 passed with a final tally of 396 to 23, uh, 213 Republican votes and 183 Democrat votes in favor of that. Of the 23 who voted against the resolution, 22 were Democrats, the one Republican against it, Representative Thomas Massey, of Kentucky, who cited concerns over free speech. Uh, Let's see, also, Campus Reform is reporting that since 2016, the Open Society Foundations, a network that's headed by billionaire George Soros, has given over $15 million to groups engaging in pro-Hamas activities. Through the network, Soros gave some $13.7 million through the Tide Center. That's a group that has sponsored several pro-Hamas nonprofits, The organizations that Soros funded have all helped to sponsor pro-Hamas rallies. The uh, Washington Free Beacon reporting House Speaker Mike Johnson facing calls to revoke Al Jazeera's congressional press credentials as a Qatari state-controlled news outlet is accused of inflaming tensions in the Middle East with his anti-Israel coverage. Al Jazeera is openly endorsing Hamas's barbaric ideology, and no better time to revoke the press credentials, said Representative Jack Burgum of Michigan. He wrote in a letter that Hamas is using Al Jazeera daily to promote blood libels against Israel and even calling for jihad against the United States and the West. What are they doing? What are they doing in the United States? Calling for jihad against the U.S.? I should say those press credentials should be revoked. Pamela Geller reporting the Wall Street Journal. Internet users in China are expressing bewilderment that the name Israel is not appearing on leading online digital maps any longer. Fox News also saying that China's strong relationship with Iran may be a reason for Israel's absence from the map. China remains Iran's largest trading partner, and Iran is the prime source of funding for both Hamas and Hezbollah, terror groups devoted to the destruction of Israel. And the Washington Examiner telling us a top U.N. official in New York resigns, accusing the body of supporting Israel. Craig uh, Mokiber, the director of the United Nations Human Rights Office in New York, has resigned from his position in protest of Israel's counterattacks in the Gaza Strip, calling it a textbook case of genocide. In other news here from WND.com, Biden is asking if he's compromised U.S. security of sending shells to Ukraine. Congress is asking if actions have endangered Israel's security as well. Multiple voices raising concerns in recent weeks and months about the sheer amount of weaponry that President Biden has taken from American stockpiles and sent off to Ukraine. In fact, the Washington Times reported only days ago that President Biden had been boasting about American workers building the arsenal of democracy. 
but noted that there already were many questions about the nation's ability to supply all of Ukraine's wants and still maintain a uh, deterrence factor against attacks. In fact, that report cited the concern that the Pentagon had dipped into a little-known stockpile earmarked for Israel to send supplies to Ukraine. Brigadier General Patrick Ryder, a Pentagon spokesman, uh, assured that production of the 155-millimeter artillery ammunition key to many conflicts was being ramped up. It's being ramped up, but now members of Congress are asking Joe Biden exactly that, whether the transfer of munitions to Ukraine from a cash in Israel has impacted Israeli defense, not to mention U.S. security. Though the report explained that Biden, before the Hamas terror attack on Israel just weeks ago, had weakened Israeli defenses by diverting hundreds of thousands of artillery shells out of Israel to support the war in Ukraine. Chip Roy of Texas suggests it's unclear if Biden was abiding by U.S. law with the decisions. Previously, the New York Times revealed that Biden had been transferring hundreds of thousands of 155-millimeter artillery shells from a program called the War Reserve Stocks for Allies in Israel, where they were stockpiled in Israel but sent them to Ukraine. Speaking of Ukraine, Breitbart reporting a top advisor to Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky has reportedly admitted that corruption is so rampant in the war-torn former Soviet state that officials are stealing like there's no tomorrow. Speaking anonymously to the Time magazine, which is alleged to be a top presidential advisor to Zelensky, said the Ukrainian government's efforts to stamp out corruption have proved fruitless given that they were implemented too late to have any impact, including the firing of the Minister of Defense. In addition to the $113 billion already committed to Kiev, the Biden administration is attempting to convince Congress to send another $61.4 billion to Ukraine by trying the, uh, uh, tying the funding to emergency funding for Israel and the U.S. border crisis. A Gallup poll indicating that Republican support for Ukraine war has withered since its state of conflict. 41% of Americans say the U.S. is doing too much to support Ukraine. Democrats remain steadfast in support of their approach to Ukraine. 64% of Americans see, say that neither side is winning the war. Well, friends, things are happening in other countries as well. As the Washington Free Beacon points out that the U.S. and other international donors pump around $80 million in aid to Taliban-controlled Afghanistan every two weeks in the face of mounting evidence that the terror group steals this cash through fraudulent nonprofits and other means, according to a government watchdog. The United Nations sends cash shipments to Afghanistan every 10 to 14 days, money that's supposed to be shielded from the Taliban, according to the latest report from the Special Inspector General for Afghanistan Reconstruction. The Biden administration has allocated more than $2.5 billion for humanitarian projects in Afghanistan since its 2020 evacuation from the country, and international donors provided billions more for the country. Well, while the State Department has provided assurances that aid is not enriching the Taliban, well, the Inspector General's office uh, reports that the, the terror group's interference into U.N. and non-governmental organizations' activities has continued to rise throughout 2023. We're up against a break. Friends, I've got so much more news. Don't go away. You're listening to Crosstalk on the VCY American Network. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, geologist and president of the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, does the fossil record prove evolution? Not at all, Chris. In fact, it couldn't prove evolution because evolution didn't happen. I don't even think it supports evolution very well. What we see in the fossil record are the same kinds of plants and animals which are alive today. They can be put in the various categories such as clams or snails or brachiopods. Some animals, like the dinosaurs, have gone extinct, but none of the fossils seem to point to one type of animal evolving or changing into another type. That's because evolution simply didn't happen. What did happen is creation, creation of the basic types of plants and animals that God created. They exist into the present day or else have gone extinct, but nothing else has arisen since then. And that's the way it is back in Genesis. Thanks, Dr. Morris. 
For more on creation, visit our website at www.icr.org. We'll get a news roundup day here on Crosstalk coming your way from the VCY American Network. We thank you for joining us here on the broadcast. And friends, we do want to give a reminder here that uh, many of you are going to be involved in uh, elections this coming Tuesday. And a reminder to be engaged with uh, what may be happening in your state. Not all the nation has has elections, but there are a number of states that do. And uh, so, therefore, we encourage you to be um, engaged in, in understanding and uh, informed as to the issues and to uh, cast a prayerful vote. We'll seek to have some more information on that in just a little while. Looking back at the international scene, uh, the Open Doors out of the U.K. is asking to be in prayer for a Christian community in the Eastern Democratic Republic of Congo. Christians in the town of Oicha, that's in the Democratic Republican, uh, Republic of Congo, are reeling after at least 39 people, including children, were killed in recent incidents. At least 35 bodies, 12 children have been identified. Many of these people are Christians. They were servants of God, teachers in our schools, says Reverend Gabriel, a church leader in Oicha. It's a church that is under attack. And we just want to give a reminder that this coming Sunday— is the International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church. Would you remember to be praying for your brothers and sisters in Christ who are in bonds? Looking at other news uh, taking place uh, from around the world, uh, we also see uh, from DW.com, the Deutsche Welle, that China has sent 43 warplanes and seven naval vessels near the island of Taiwan In a 24-hour period, the Taiwanese defense minister said on Wednesday, the Taiwanese military said 37 Chinese aircraft were reported to have crossed the median line of the Taiwan Strait between mainland China and the island. So what will happen, folks? What will happen if uh, China seeks to take uh, Taiwan at this particular point? The U.S. has pledged to stand by Taiwan in this regard. By the way, Reuters is reporting that China and the United States will discuss nuclear arms control next week. The first such talks since the Obama administration. This was reported on Wednesday by the Wall Street Journal. In Switzerland, well, they have mailed out iodine tablets to 5 million residents in case of a nuclear disaster to be taken at the request of authorities. See, they first did this in 2014, about 4.6 million potassium iodide uh, tablets were sent out, according to Swiss Info. Within a 10-year lifespan, though, those drugs are expiring, so everyone living within 50 kilometers of one of the country's three nuclear power plants will get their iodine tablets uh, sent to them in the mail. Uh, The letter that accompanies these tells citizens that the iodine tablets are to be taken at the request of the authorities in the event of radioactive fallout. Let me just get back to this election issue because it is important. Uh, A number of states holding elections on November 7th, next week, Tuesday. Uh, Not all states, of course, one year from now is the presidential election, but the House of Representatives, uh, there are a few seats up for grabs there. Virginia's 4th Congressional District, Rhode Island's 1st Congressional District, Utah's 2nd Congressional District. Uh, Gubernatorial elections are being taken place in Kentucky, Louisiana, Mississippi. Those three states also have offices for the Attorney General that are being voted on and Secretary of State and State Treasurer. Uh, There's a uh, state Supreme Court election that's going to be held in Pennsylvania for a new justice. Uh, Let's see, legislative elections will be held for both houses of the Louisiana State Legislature, Mississippi, New Jersey Legislature, the Virginia General Assembly. And uh, don't forget about those referendum questions. Uh, Ohio, my oh my, quite a critical issue on your ballot. As as you go to vote on two measures, one would codify abortion rights in the state's constitution. Another would legalize marijuana for recreational use. Uh, Texas voters statewide voting on 14 proposed amendments to the constitution. Uh, Texas counties, cities, and schools, and other school di- and other special districts may have issues on the ballot. New York has a couple of proposals on the ballot. Uh, local elections, some voting on mayors and and other races. So, friends, be tuned in. Uh, 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 Minnesota, Minnesota, a number of uh, school board seats will be uh, elected. And and don't ever just say, oh, it's just a school board election. 
Folks, we see what's happening in our schools across this nation right now and the need to have morality return and really get down to the basics of, you know, reading, writing, and arithmetic. Or is that kind of archaic to think that's what schools are supposed to be doing? Looking on to other news here today, the Patriot Post indicates uh, on the Mississippi governor's race that there is uh, a lot of cash going into this race, uh, especially for the governor's race. And uh, one of the reasons is likely because Mississippi was at the heart of the Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health Organization. That was the June 22 ruling that uh, overturned Roe v. Wade. Fuming Democrats want to punish the state and Reeves for their role in that decision. The New York Post is reporting President Biden sent or received up to 82,000 pages worth of private emails while serving as Barack Obama's vice president uh, using pseudonyms, using pseudonyms while vice president. Um, The archives revealed that the trove of correspondence spanned all eight years of Biden's vice presidency, included messages to or from three shadow email addresses, Robin Ware, J.R.B. Ware and Robert L. Peters. (laughs) Indeed, we do need to beware, don't we? Um, uh, There was a joint filing uh, with a Georgia-based Southeastern uh, Legal Foundation. Uh, Their general counsel said the American public has a right to know what is in those emails. From Just the News, House Oversight Committee Chair James Comer Tuesday accused the Biden administration of obstructing his impeachment inquiry, revealing that it turned over to the congressional investigators just 14, just 14 of the 82,000 pages of emails that the National Archives located from Joe Biden's private pseudonym email accounts. Also from Just the News, uh, before becoming president, Joe Biden received a $40,000 check marked as a, quote, loan repayment from his brother's account. But the money may have come from a Chinese company, according to evidence released Wednesday by the House Oversight and Accountability Committee Chair James Comer. Okay, from townhall.com, House Speaker Mike Johnson is amping up investigations against President Joe Biden, insisting that the ongoing probes into the corrupt family are not winding down. It was an interview that he had with Fox. Johnson said that the Biden has, has lied to the American people more than once, including his involvement with his son Hunter Biden's shady overseas business dealings. Johnson is using his new position to accelerate the truth being revealed about the president. And not all are happy, folks. Not all are happy. You see, the uh, former White House press secretary, Jen Psaki, now a host on MSNBC, she is absolutely horrified, horrified over the religious beliefs of House Speaker Mike Johnson. She said she was especially alarmed that Johnson is a Bible-believing Christian. Here's just an excerpt of what she had to say. And it's to talk about this new speaker. First glance, Mike Johnson does seem fine, fine-ish. Conservative, yes. But he once started a civility caucus with a Democrat. And I mean, if nothing else, he wears a suit and has glasses. How threatening can this guy actually be? Well, he gave us all a little clue as to how he would govern in an interview this week. I am a Bible-believing Christian. Someone asked me today in the media, they said, it's curious, people are curious, what does Mike Johnson think about any issue under the sun? I said, well, go pick up a Bible off your shelf and read it. That's, That's my worldview. You heard that right. The Bible doesn't just inform his worldview, it is his worldview. In fact, during his first speech in his new job, Johnson suggested that his election as speaker was an act of God. Talk about a bit of a humble brag there. So what exactly has God apparently called on Mike Johnson to do? Well, his views on policy are essentially what you'd expect from a religious fundamentalist. They're more divisive than they are divine. She goes on from there, but isn't it amazing how she is just outraged that he is a Bible-believing Christian, that he reads the Bible, that his worldview comes from the Bible, that that the Bible is his worldview? Also very interesting, this is from WND.com. A report from Fox News explains Brian Karim, who uh, fought regularly with press secretaries for President uh, Trump, is warning mega and Christian nationalism is a bigger threat to America than Hamas could ever be. Did you hear that, folks? Now, we've seen the, the, and heard of the mayhem from Hamas, the brutal killings. And friends, as much gore as you have already heard on this program, what Hamas has done, it even pales in comparison to what actually was done. But they were saying that mega 
and Christian nationalism are a bigger threat to America than Hamas could ever be. He claimed amid a long list of reports criticizing Mike Johnson for his adherence to Christianity. He complained that Johnson and the MAGA wing of the Republican Party are embracing the darkest verses of the Bible. The Daily Caller reporting former Vice President Mike Pence announced he was ending his presidential campaign, did that last Saturday during a speech in Las Vegas. He said, after much prayer and deliberation, I've decided to suspend my campaign for president effective today. Uh, He said, we always knew this would be an uphill battle, but I have no regrets. He became the fifth presidential uh, candidate for the Republican Party to withdraw from the race. Uh, From Fox News, the FBI yesterday raided the home of Brianna Suggs, a top fundraiser for New York City Mayor Eric Adams, a law enforcement source told Fox News. A LinkedIn profile belonging to Suggs had listed her as the fundraiser and director of logistics of Adams' 2021 mayoral campaign. And uh, word is continuing to, uh, we're waiting on what that was all about. Also, FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried has been found guilty all charges related to the collapse of the now-bankrupt cryptocurrency exchange in the first two criminal trials against this former CEO. From townhall.com, Republicans on the Senate Judiciary Committee further exposed a scheme by Democrats to remake the Supreme Court during a hearing on Capitol Hill yesterday. Republicans highlighted relentless attacks on the conservative justices by Democratic senators and leftist activists, showing new ethics reform is really an underhanded way for liberals to control decision-making, an effort to delegitimize the Supreme Court because you don't like the way they rule, said Republican Senator Tom Cotton. Did you hear about the overturned election? It's amazing. It took place in Bridgeport, Connecticut. The Epic Times has this story. A primary election in Connecticut has been overturned by a judge who said the evidence presented was shocking. September 12th, Democrat primary for the race to become Bridgeport's mayor included thousands of absentee ballots. John Gomes, one of the, uh, or Gomez, the candidates, presented evidence uh, indicating that some of the ballots were cast fraudulently. State law enables an absentee voting but contains multiple rules like that the person who helps distribute more than five must register with the town clerk. Wanda Getter Pataki and a city worker who supports another mayoral candidate, the party endorsed Mayor Joe Gannam. She and another supporter did not register as absentee ballot distributors. Um, Both women captured on video dropping off multiple absentee ballots on multiple occasions into drop boxes. They each declined to testify during the fraud trial. The judge said on November 1st that the conduct of the video represents multiple violations of state law. Given the violations, the judge said he was unable to determine the results of the primary and has ordered a new primary election. Can you imagine, folks, vote fraud taking place? Who would have thought? Well, in the primary, Mr. Gannon received 4,212 votes. That was 251 more than the opponent. Did that election box stuffing have anything to do with it? Also, uh, two Democrats, New Jersey, facing new state uh, election fraud charges from the 2020 and 2021 related to mail-in ballots and voter registration. The prosecutions were announced by the state attorney general, uh, occurred in two different cities, and... uh, facing additional charges also of vote fraud taking place there. Friends, uh, tell you what, we're going to get to that Target story after the break. So stay with us. You're listening to Crosstalk and News Roundup Friday here on the VCY American Network. Israel. It's only about the size of New Jersey, Yet it makes headlines all over the world. Throughout history, many attempts have been made to annihilate the Jews. Threats continue today to wipe Israel off the face of the earth. Yet none of these attempts have ever succeeded. In the book, Miracle of Israel, authors Gary Frazier and Jim Fletcher present the shocking, untold story of God's love for His people. The authors take you back to Israel past, focusing on God's promise to Abraham the entry into the promised land, and the message of the prophets. You'll read of Israel present, with events leading up to and including Israel becoming a nation. And you'll read of Israel's future, the Gog and Magog War, the Great Tribulation, and the Millennial Kingdom. 
Miracle of Israel is available for a donation of $17 or more when you call 1-800-729-9829. You know, it's amazing to see how far corporate America is willing to go to insult their customers, insult and and to poke poke in the eye people with moral values, people of the Christian faith. Now, they'll go to great extent, you know, not to uh, inflame various communities, but Christians, no, you're fair game. Target. The headline from Todd Starnes just shocked me when I first saw it. Target is selling gay-themed Christmas decor, including queer nutcrackers, indeed, and and both with with white skin and black skin, of course, wooden. But I, I looked at this. You know, normally we say that Jesus is the reason for the season, Todd Stearns writes, but at Target, homosexuality is the reason for the season. In recent years, Target has completely embraced the LGBT movement, decorating stores with massive exhibits during Gay Pride Month. Last June, they sold transgender-themed merchandise, marketed even for young children. And, of course, they were among the first major companies to welcome men into women's dressing rooms and, and bathrooms. So I went to the Target's website and put in, you know, Christmas Pride, Pride Christmas merchandise, and sure enough, there it comes. They have uh, the Nutcracker uh, with a rainbow-colored hat, transgender clothing, uh, as far as the colors are concerned. There's also the uh, the Christmas wrap in pride colors, uh, the rainbow wrap, hearts in that regard, uh, snowflakes uh, through the gay pride colors, holiday ornaments. Uh, a uh, Here's one, the love is love with the... Uh, the pride colors that are going through it. Also a snow globe, uh, love is love, with the pride colors going through that as well. Target. Target. Unbelievable. Target selling homosexual-themed Christmas decor. Don't know if that's going to impact you or not. Daily Signal reports that the Texas Rangers who won the first World Series in 63 seasons Wednesday night, is also the only team in all of Major League Baseball not to hold a Pride Night-style event celebrating LGBTQ individuals. The Rangers bested the Arizona Diamondbacks in four out of five games to take the series. But uh, you may not have known that, but the Texas Rangers the only team in all of baseball that has not held a LGBT-themed Pride Night. From wayoflife.org, National Catholic Reporter, October 25th, says Pope Francis greeted the leaders of an international association for LGBTQ Catholics at the end of his weekly audience in St. Peter's Square, October 25th. The pontiff spoke with the co-chairs of the Global Network of Rainbow Catholics, a coalition that draws together LGBTQ Catholic organizations from across six continents. Among U.S.-based members are Dignity USA, No uh, New Ways mis, uh, Ministry, and Fortunate Families. In an interview with National Catholic Reporter, the co-chair, Marianne Dudley-Burke, called the meeting a big day for LGBTQ Catholics, saying, I was in tears. We have great hope for what he is trying to do to make the church more inclusive. LGBTQ Catholics, in an uncommon way, in the last few weeks, as Francis has focused on them in an uncommon way. On the same so-called religious front, Just the News is reporting a church in Texas has launched a nonprofit organization to raise travel funds for parents trying to get sex change medical procedures outside of the state for their children after the legislature passed a law banning the practice, according to the announcement. In June, the state had passed legislation that prohibits physicians from performing sex change uh, procedures on on minors and restricts access to hormone and puberty blockers, a small exception for intersex children. But Galileo Church in Fort Worth announced it was launching a new project called the North Texas Transportation Network, which gives $1,000 grants to families wanting to take their child out of state to obtain 
the sex change procedures, according to the Instagram post. A church paying for mutilation? It's outrageous. This also coming from Todd Starnes, a female high school athlete severely injured when a boy who identifies as a girl on the opposing team hit her in the face. Happened during a field hockey match. The team includes a boy who identifies as a girl, took a shot at the net, and smashed the ball into a female competitor's face. She collapsed onto the field in pain. Massachusetts Family Institute condemned the male athlete's actions. You can hear the dear girl's harrowing screams after her teeth were knocked out, they wrote on Facebook. When will this insanity end? When will the adults making the decisions to allow males to play in girls' sports wake up and admit that they are putting girls at risk? That's a wonderful question to be asking. When will we wake up? When will parents say no more? From WorthyNews.com, House Republicans have introduced a bill that would prevent the Biden administration from implementing a proposed rule requiring foster care agencies to place LGBTQ children only with families who specifically affirm their stated gender identities, thus excluding religious families who oppose gay and gender ideology, the Christian Post reported. From the Daily Signal, over the summer when a Southern California school board opposed a new state-determined social studies curriculum that included a bio of slain gay rights activist Harvey Milk, Governor Gavin Newsom issued a threatening tweet calling out school board president by name. In a subsequent statement, the governor labeled the board's reluctance to accept the curriculum an act of hate and announced a $1.5 million fine for what he described as a willful violation of the law, threatening a lawsuit and a state Justice Department civil rights investigation. Well, after his threat of legal action, the school board began to waver. And the emergency meeting was called that stretched late into the night and partially backed down, agreeing to accept the textbooks, but putting off a decision on the fourth grade lessons on civil rights, including the gay rights movement, until the board and parents could review it further. It's amazing what is taking place. Also, since we're on the school issue, let's go to Mesa High School. A Mesa High School being investigated after reportedly dressing up a teacher, dressing up reportedly as a devil and saying, Hail Satan to students, according to one of the students in the class. Sophomore Nathaniel Hamlet said last Wednesday he walked into class and noticed his teacher wearing devil horns and carrying a pitchfork, alleging that the teacher waved the pitchfork over a student's head as they entered and said, Hail Satan. Then on Tuesday, the teacher involved in the situation told 12 News the reason why they were dressed up the way was for Halloween Spirit Week. They said the theme was dynamic duos and the teacher next door was in an angel costume. Participating in Spirit Weeks like this is a way for me to engage with my students and bring fun to my classroom, they wrote. It's truly not any more complicated than that. Would you want your teacher dressing up like the devil, waving a pitchfork over your child's head? saying, Hail Satan? Coming to us from LifeSiteNews.com, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation continuing its global push to support government-backed digital ID programs, this time setting its sights on Kenya, where it will advise the government on that country's uh, digital ID initiative currently under development. Gates' role is assisting the Kenyan government in its development and rollout of uh, Misha Namba, uh, was announced after a recent series of closed-door meetings with Kenyan President William Ruto. According to Biometric Update, this is expected to address different challenges like identifying and authenticating citizens, safeguarding primary registration documents like birth certificates, national identity cards, improving the management of social programs and government operations. The identification number uh, will also be used to register for government services, including education, health, insurance, or health insurance, tax, and social security. Also, by the way, would be used to monitor and ensure all children receive their vaccines. Sadly, in the state of Maine, LifeSiteNews.com reports a radical new law in Maine will permit abortions up to the moment of birth at the discretion of abortionists, abortionists took effect last week. This was signed by Governor Janet Mills in July, officially took effect on Wednesday, October 25. Preborn babies in Maine are now left with virtually no protections under the new law. 
that authorizes abortionists to kill unborn babies at any stage of pregnancy as long as they determine the procedure necessary in their professional judgment. Friends, there's much more that is going on here. Just looking through the stack of stories here. But uh, much taking place across this nation and around the world. I'd like to open our phone lines. If you'd like to uh, weigh in on these or other current event issues, our phone number to Crosstalk, 800-733-9829. 800-733-9829. From Western Journal, if you're a Californian who's seen insects falling through the sky... There's now an explanation. S.F. Gates, San Francisco Gate, reports that the city of Los Angeles has deployed an aircraft to dump hundreds of thousands of insects, all marked with a distinct purple dye in an effort to disrupt the rapidly growing population of wild Mediterranean fruit flies. The California Department of Food and Agriculture will drop about 2.25 million sterilized male insects from above the city's uh, Limit Park neighborhood, Limit Park neighborhood, They've estimated uh, uh, they have quarantined a 69-mile area encompassing parts of Culver City and south and central Los Angeles as they attempt to contain the solution. The quarantine will affect producers, uh, distributors, and fruit sellers in the region, dropping some millions of insects on Los Angeles. And uh, by the way, also, in the Netherlands, the Associated Press is reporting that a medical study found that autistic people and those with intellectual disabilities have been euthanized in the Netherlands, saying several people with autism and intellectual disabilities have been legally euthanized in the Netherlands in recent years because they said they could not lead normal lives. Let's go to the phone lines here today on Crosstalk, our number 800-733-9829. Josh in Waukesha, you're on the air. Hi, uh, thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, my, my comment is I'm just curious as to what, whatever happened to the so-called war on terror? I mean, we had, we had terrorists attack us in 9-11, and, and we, we had a war. And then now that this has happened to Jewish individuals or Israeli individuals, uh, somehow it's no longer terror, and somehow we're no longer at war against terror? You know, what's interesting is that uh, there are some news organizations that are forbidding their reporters from even using the word terror or jihadist. Disgraceful. Yeah, it is. Disgraceful. And uh, instead, uh, Christianity's, uh, Christianity is the terrorist. Well, Muslim is a religion of terror, and we, Islam is, and, and we should all stand up against that, um, against terrorism, and, and keep reading our Bibles and seeking after the God of Israel. Thank you, Josh. Let's go to Diane in Cove, Oregon. You're on the air. Hello, Jim. I just came across this morning in my Bible reading, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 25 and 26 says, Do not be afraid of sudden terror, nor of trouble from the wicked when it comes. For the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. And I just wanted to share that with all the listeners today. Thank you for doing so. Thank you for doing so. Our eyes must be on the Lord. Friends, the, the, the times are troubling, and uh, we, we can't take our eyes off the, the Lord. Looking unto Jesus, he is the author, he is the finisher of our faith. Now keep our eyes on him. We will be back in one minute, taking more of your phone calls here on Crosstalk, our number 800-733-9829. For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Our website is worldviewreport.com. The truth is so offensive to people, even when it shows up in red, and that is blood, blood red. All of us watch the horrors of what happened in Israel, and yet a Jewish group, their billboard has been taken down in New Jersey because it spoke the truth. The billboard just simply said, do not be naive. Hamas will chop your head off too. And yet, after a hundred complaints, down comes the billboard. Americans do not want to hear the truth. Sadly, many, because of postmodernism, no longer believe in truth. And yet, anti-Semitism is rising. 
The other side is shouting from the rooftops, literally, and on bridges and shutting down highways, pro-Hamas messages. And now Jews are being attacked and even trying to warn them, Hamas will kill you. And yet those billboards get pulled down. I'm Brandon House. News round update here on Crosstalk. Uh, by the way, Epic Times reporting Republican senators sounding the alarm on the Biden administration's border policies after Border Patrol agents caught illegal border crossers carrying explosive devices that Senator John Barrasso said were tailor-made for terrorism. Senator said over 8 million illegal border crossings have taken place under President Joe Biden's watch while asserting that explosive devices found on some border crossers in recent days represent an elevated risk of terror acts against the homeland. Let's go back to the phone lines. Uh, Let's see. Calling from Nielsville, Wisconsin, we have Tony calling. Tony, you're on the air. Hey, there's a couple of comments that I would like to make that have really been on my heart for a while. And one of them is, as a little kid, going to our uh, conservative Nazarene church when I was real young, I believe that the digital currency won't happen until the first half of the uh, tribulation period, and then the second half will be when the Antichrist forces the mark on you. And then second off, the only reason why I even have cable TV is so that I can watch Fox News, and I see that they have finally put Mike Lindell, the pillow guy, out of business because he is off the air now and they were playing his commercials like a hundred times a day forever. Yep. Thank you, Tony. Uh, Let's see. Linda is next. Cookville, Tennessee. You're on the air. Yes. Thank you for taking my call. I just wanted to mention that I was doing research just to try to find out how the Iron Dome policy and uh, method was all set in in the United States is 2007 by George W. Bush and his administration, and it was set in to for 10 years, and that came up to 2017, and here President Donald Trump came into office, and look how he stood for Israel. And just wanted to say, you know, let's just keep praying and uh, supporting the needs of Israel and, of course, our country, United States. And thank you so much for taking my call again. Thank you, Linda. You're welcome. And, uh, Lord willing, next week uh, we will have Chris Katolka back with us once again from the Friends of Israel. We'll be talking more on issues uh, pertaining to what's taking place, uh, etc. Alan, Bridgeport, West Virginia, you're on the air. Hey, Jim. Uh, Brother Jim, thanks for taking my call. you know, I'm pretty. I'm pretty appalled at the uh, the teacher dressing up as the devil and saying yeah. what she said. Uh, you said it was a dynamic duo thing. I wonder if the angel in the other room was saying praise the Lord. I kind of doubt it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Good but, point. But also, too, I wanted to say the last thing that you were talking about was the euthanization of uh, special needs children, uh, buddy. I'm going to tell you. Um, I've been coaching Challenger League handicapped kids for 16 mm. years. They Bless give you. me so much joy. And it just makes me sick. It just it, it just hurts my heart, man. Uh, but yeah, it's just the world's getting <laughs> getting flip flopped upside down it and is. all of that, Jim. But I tell you what, in the end, we know we're going to win. It's God's word, and um, it's it's just we know we're going to win, buddy. You know. Yeah. yeah. Well, we do at the end. <laughs> God's That's right. God's word is victorious. And Al, thanks so much, and just commend you for your work with special needs children. Uh, that is a great work to be involved in. I love it. God bless you, Jim. Thanks, thanks for calling. Richard in Kansas City, Kansas, you're on the air. Uh, yes, sir. You know, it's really quite simple what's happening in this world. You either believe that uh, Scripture is the Word of God or you do not. And if you do not, well, then nobody's going to tell you anything other than what's already sealed in your head. Hmm. And uh, let's face it. Uh, The news media and many of the people may not think that this is a religious war, but the terrorists certainly do, because they believe we, as Christians, must be eliminated. And that's what you've got to look for. It doesn't matter whether you want a war or not, because if the other person wants a war, you got a war. And as far as Mike Lindell goes, he's not out of business. He just hardly advertises on... uh, 
Fox anymore, which I don't even watch Fox anymore. And much more truthful than Fox. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, don't give up on Mike Lindell. He's fighting a good fight, and uh, I think he's on God's side. Thank you for the call, <laughs> thank Richard. Thank you for letting me talk. You're welcome. Thanks for calling. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Jack, you're on the air. Hi, Jim. Uh, I hope I hope this is okay. Uh, I'm calling because there are a lot of things we don't agree on, but there's some things we definitely do agree on, and I want to touch on that, if that's all right. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, first, I, in response to the story you mentioned in the Netherlands about the people with autism being medically euthanized, I just want to express that as a leftist, I am completely horrified by that, and uh, we'll be, I'll be looking into that and finding out more, and I'll be spreading the word on that, yeah. because that, that definitely merits attention. And my second point is, uh, I just want to uh, urge that we remember Christ. Uh, uh, invocation to or exhalation to uh, love our enemies, and especially that we not mistake the innocent for our enemies, and remember that there are many. Uh, this is kind of in response to another gentleman who called in. There are many uh, peace-loving, innocent Muslims out there, and we we need to be careful uh, that we don't uh, misdirect our ire. Uh, for example, with the uh, person who. Uh, stabbed to death a young six-year-old Palestinian in ago a few weeks ago after, and then stabbed to death uh, his mother. You know, like uh, we we have to be wary um, that we don't let these terrible events uh, drive us to uh, hurt the wrong people. Thank you, Jack. Thank thanks Thank for you. the comments, John in Lubbock, Texas. You're on the air. Hey, Jim. Thank you for taking my call, and and thank you for reporting the truth. Uh, nobody else reports. I only have just a question that nobody is asking, which is including the conservative politicians, is how many people have to die to protect the corruption of the Biden crime family? And that's the thing I don't understand. Thank you so much for taking my call. Thank you for your call here today. And uh, lots of things we don't understand and uh, lots of things that the Congress is seeking to get to the bottom of Gary and Mesa. We have just uh, 15 seconds. Go ahead. Well, I'm just going to say if any prophecies concerning Israel's prevalence in this area is going to have to be done if Israel is willing to fight. A rabbi was on center point and made that remark that uh, yeah, the prophecies will be fulfilled in Israel's favor as long as they fight. Otherwise, they will not prevail. Thank you for the call. We are out of time on the broadcast today. Friends, a world in turmoil. And uh, Jesus said, in this world, you shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Let's keep our eyes on him. By the way, the Lord's Day is coming. I trust you'll be in a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching local church. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the Internet from VCY America. Views expressed may or may not be those of this station. For a CD of today's program, send a donation of $6 or more to VCY Tape Ministry, 3434 West Kilbourne Avenue, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53208. Or download by RSS or podcast from CrosstalkAmerica.com. And join us again for Crosstalk. Crosstalk.